you know, can you just start by um, exercising an attitude of curiosity? What do we have in common? Even if it's not like my top three wish list desires, but what do we have in common? Can we at least like laugh a little bit? Is hanging around this person generally a pleasurable experience? Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age. Why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. Today, I have a friendship coach on, and I am very excited to share this with you. I cannot tell you how many of my friends, as well as my clients, have said, it is so hard to make friends as you get older. If you can relate to this, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know, because I honestly felt the same way before I found Danielle. And I actually found Danielle from one of my girlfriends when I was talking about niche accounts, which you'll hear in this podcast episode. And I found her with a business mindset and we'll talk about her TikTok. But I then realized I need a friendship coach in my life. And maybe you do too, or maybe you just want some tips and Danielle really brings it. So I actually applied a lot of what she teaches. And what happened was I made two new friends. I made two new friends who share the same values as I do. So her tips work and I think you're gonna love her as much as I do. And I do ask her about TikTok. I knew you guys would be mad if I didn't ask her about TikTok and her tips because she is a pro. She has, when I'm recording this, she has 167,000 followers and 2.5 million likes on TikTok. So I asked her about that too. If you are trying to go viral on TikTok, you're gonna like this episode. So let me introduce her. Danielle Bayer-Jackson is a friendship expert on a mission to help women create and maintain better friendships. As a former high school teacher and certified women's coach, as well as a podcast host, author, and speaker, Danielle uses her knowledge and training to help women better understand the impact and importance of strong platonic relationships between women through her unique platform, Friend Forward. And I will link that in the show notes as well. So let's dive in with Danielle. Okay, Danielle, the first question I have for you, the first thing that I want to know is how did you become a friendship coach? Yeah, I always make the joke that it's definitely not something I had in my vision board when I was in the eighth grade. Like, I'm going to be a friendship coach. Um, But I was actually a high school English teacher for six years, teaching juniors and seniors at the senior level. So teaching AP English, honors English, and between classes after school in the cafeteria, in the hallways, you overhear the drama between, you know, female students. And oftentimes they'd come to me after school and directly ask my opinion. And it was almost kind of like in a big sisterly way. Um, And I tried to advise, but not tell them what to do, but kind of advise and give them things to consider. But after six years, I decided to leave the classroom and get into public relations. And I foolishly made the mistake of thinking, 
seeing that. I'd leave the the friendship drama that I was hearing in the high school hallways, and I dismissed it as teenage drama. But as I was coaching women who are vice presidents of um, successful startups, I'm you know speaking with them, and I'm hearing that at this level they don't have friends at all because they're so career driven and so focused. You know, they're confiding in me that they wish they had their girlfriends, but now they're moms. And um, it's when I had an aha moment of, oh my gosh, at every stage of womanhood, navigating friendship is an issue that we're, we're trying to get through. And so I went home one evening after a conversation with a client and I was frantically searching on, on Amazon friendship books. And it was so funny because there are so many resources for mom life. There are so many books on how to be a boss in the boardroom. There are so many uh, support materials on how to be a better wife and partner. There's virtually nothing on how to be a better friend, which is ironic because research tells us that the greatest determining factors in our overall life satisfaction is the quality of our relationships and not marital status, not income, but friendships. And so um, that's when I kind of married my license that I had in education, my years in education, and then went and got the technical certificate as well, just to have that under my belt, because as an educator, I value education and I, I began coaching. So it's been about two and a half years, um, but it's been a blessing to be in this space and to have women from all across the world, trust me with some of their most personal issues. Mm, I love it. Oh, that's so good. And yeah, I was thinking about it. You know, how I found you was, a girlfriend, we were talking about niche accounts. And, and I think I've shared this with you. We were talking about niche accounts and I, I'm i a business coach. And so I love a niche account. And she was like, you got to check out the friendship coach. And I was like, wait, the friendship coach? Okay. Let, let me check this out. And at the time I was feeling like I could use some more friends in my life. A lot of my friends live in different parts of the world. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to apply this. And Danielle, it it works. It works so freaking well. And so I want to talk about one of the tips that you gave on a video that I found really, really helpful. You said something like you don't need new people in your life to make new friends. I might be butchering it a little bit, but can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you got it. I often say that um, one mistake we make as we venture out to make new friends is we're using the phrase make new friends synonymously with meet new people. And the two are not the same. There is no shortage of people to meet. Our challenge comes when we're trying to create friendships from the people we meet. And so I always like to say the place we need to start before we branch out and venture into new territory is with people you already know, but for some reason have dismissed them as not a good potential friend for whatever reason. They're too old, they're too young, they're a little too quirky. Whatever it is, we're sitting on a potential um, you know, long list of people who could be great friends, but we have overlooked for one reason or another. And so I always like to say, start there because you all have some kind of familiarity. You have mutual friends. You've, uh, you probably we have shared experiences. You just didn't keep momentum going. Why not start there? No one said you have to start from scratch every time. And so I think it just kind of gives people an eye-opening aha moment because, you know, making friends refers to the art of cultivating something meaningful with another person. And no one said that has to start with a stranger. Yeah. You said one of your tips was just extend the conversation a little bit because that was one of my biggest hangups was like, okay, I have all of these people in my life, um, but it's just these like very like surface level, short conversations. And I really just started implementing that. And 
all of a sudden I'm setting up coffee dates and we're talking on the phone. And like you said, at the beginning of this podcast, I feel so fulfilled after a meeting with my girlfriends, a relationship, like nothing else compares to that. And so like, just so I just want to talk about just how important this is extending the conversation and reaching out to people who you already are connected with. It it works. You guys, it is so freaking powerful. I want to talk about if people live in a community where they feel like there's nobody who has a sim- who has similar values or you know maybe they're closed-minded and they really want more friends what advice would you give to somebody like that yeah that's really interesting because for some reason i feel like that's been a question that's emerged a little more often. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I have my speculations. I don't know if it's because of COVID. So we're not traveling as much. And so we're looking at our immediate proximity and we're like, I don't vibe with the people in my, I don't know what it is, but I have seen people asking, well, based on where I am, there's no one here that gets me. There's no one here that I vibe with. And, um, you know, I, those are people's experiences. So I don't, I'll never know the, you know, the, all the details, but one thing I like to advise is maybe just start with connection. So, not every connection turns into a friendship. Hopefully in our friendships, we feel connected, but not every connection moment is going to, you know, mature into a friendship. And that's okay because we need both. We need that, you know, great moment of eye contact with a stranger on the street. We smile at each other. That is proven to lift our mood and to be sufficient sometimes. And so I like to say, you know, I know sometimes we're especially women, sometimes we're secretly auditioning for um, a best friend. I once heard Shasta Nelson, who's a friendship expert, say that. And I thought, God, that is so true. And so sometimes when we meet people, we're thinking like, okay, do we have the same humor? Let me ask her my list of questions. I want to see if she believes the same things. And while those things are certainly important, you know, for some more than others, you know, can you just start by um, exercising an attitude of curiosity? What do we have in common? Even if it's not like my top three wish list desires, but what do we have in common? Can we at least like laugh a little bit? Is hanging around this person generally a pleasurable experience? Because what happens is our feelings sometimes dictate our behavior. And so we'll learn a little piece of information. We're like, oh gosh, I don't agree with that. Or "Ah, that's not my thing. And then we don't engage. We don't ask questions anymore. We don't keep momentum. And so I understand that we kind of want to see sparks fly in the very first, uh, you know, interaction. And I get that we all want that, but can we just adjust our expectations a little bit and just kind of enter into it? Like, with a little bit of curiosity, like what is this person about? What is she into? Oh, I've never really been friends with someone who's into that. Let me ask questions and just explore what it could be. Um, I think that would keep some people from feeling so discouraged um, when they're looking around for friends and just allowing themselves to feel moments of connection with an optimism that it may lead to more. Mm-hmm. It opens up the pool so much. Everything that you said, it just gives us more people that we can connect with when we have that mindset. I, I think that's so true. My husband, he is really great. At, I'll be like, oh, I don't know about this person. I don't know if she's going to be a friend. He's like, just go meet up, just have a call, just see what happens. And a lot of times, like, he's right. Like, it turns out <laughs> to be totally fine or it's a good connection. And I would have written it off. So I love that advice. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. One question that's a little bit selfish is what advice would you give to somebody who, and I do this and it's not great. I'm working on it, who has all of these friends, but maybe loses connection with them. And then you think about them and you want to follow up, but then you don't. And then the time gets so long. How do you get back in touch with those people? 
Yeah. It's hard because it becomes almost like this spiral where you're like, oh gosh, I should check on her today. But then you don't because you got the emails and you got the calls and they're like, okay, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. No big deal. Okay. This weekend. Okay. Well, gosh, now it's been a month and that's longer than we normally go from talking. So now is it weird if I reach out? Is she going to wonder what my intentions are? Cause it's been so long. And you know, I, and at the risk of oversimplifying things, I've noticed that people are happy to hear from you when they hear from you. And what we do is we talk ourselves out of it because we're like, I waited too long. She's probably not interested anymore. I probably look like a bad friend. I've been inconsistent. She's going to question me about where I've been. And we tell ourselves this story. And I always say at the risk of sounding life coachy, you know, one piece of advice I often give, and it's so true, is just who told you that story? And sometimes you have to ask yourself, who told you that? You told you that. Most times our friends are not saying like, I can't believe you went 30 days. Most of them are like, oh my gosh, they're thinking the same thing. Funny enough, they're thinking, I mean, because you can't blame, it's a two-way street. So it's no one's fault. We both failed to reach out to each other. Um, I will say it's a combination of things is one, if you um, are getting in your head about too much time has passed, she's probably upset or bored with me to push that aside because you told yourself that and to reach out. You feel a prompting, you do it and she'll either receive it or she won't, but don't beat yourself up. Don't let yourself be under that guilt of, I should have been doing this. Anything you can offer is good. I will say, however, this is my tough love that comes with it is if you find that to be a pattern, now what can you do intentionally to have a better routine? So I can't go three months, not checking on my friends and I just am like, well, you know what? They'll be happy to hear from you whenever they hear from me. So at some point I have to say like, oh crap, you know, I, I've got to do better. Um, what can I be more intentional about? Whether it's reminders on my phone, that that's one. It's not very sexy, but it'll sure help you keep in touch. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times, many of us are religious about our schedule. So why are we just reserving it for business? If you put that, you're going to call a friend at four, you honor that the way you would any other appointment. You shut down the, the emails and you honor that, but that's the only way we're going to make it happen. So the first thing you can do to be intentional is put it on your calendar and honor it like anything else. The second thing would be to um, message her in the moment you think of her. A lot of times we'll say, I, oh, I thought of her, or I heard this song and it made me think of that one spring break. And then we keep driving and then we move on and we... Why not, if possible, if impractical, in the moment, just send her a text like, oh my God, I'm hearing this song right now. It's making me think about that spring break. Just wanted to tell you you're on my mind. That in the moment, you know, so that's something I've actually applied myself is, can I pause in the moment instead of stacking it up in my mental to-dos that I'm inevitably going to forget? And so I think if you find what works best for you, uh, the, the takeaway message here would be don't beat yourself up if too much time passes because they're likely to be happy to hear from you whenever. And then two, if you find that it is a recurring behavior from you to have very sporadic contact with your friends, then how can you be more intentional um, to, and kind of improve that part of your friendship? Mm. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And I have been putting the unsexy stuff on my calendar. I'm all about it because <laughs> that's the only way it gets done these days. That's the only way it gets done. Um, okay. I want to transition real quick before we wrap up and talk about where people can find you and, and what you have going on. So like I said, I found you from a girlfriend on TikTok and I feel like my audience would be very upset if I didn't ask you anything about TikTok. So <laughs> your videos are amazing. My girlfriend was like, 
okay, you got to watch until the end because she gives you homework and it's so good, you know? And I don't know if you're still doing that now. This was uh, probably maybe in the fall. And so Danielle, I want to hear about TikTok and if um, somebody's listening and they want to get started or they're already using it, like, do you have like, just like one, one piece of advice or one quick tip that you can share that you've used for your TikTok? Yeah. You know, a couple of things is I I was a little quote unquote late. I I know we always talk ourselves out of starting because we're like, I'm too late. I felt late at the time, but I started maybe a month into the pandemic. And I think I was so, how do I say this? I think I was so tired of getting professional all the time to show up. And I think it was from the pandemic. I was tired and there was just so much that was mentally taxing. And I have a two and a half year old and a job and and I was just tired and I wanted to have fun. And that's really how it started. I was really strict with myself about what I would and would not talk about. I don't talk about my marriage. I don't talk about my kid. I don't talk about other things that I have going on. It is just friendship so that when people come there, they know exactly what they're getting. And you know, I'm a publicist by day. So I often tell clients this, sometimes we want to share all of our layers. And um, I think if you have like a personal TikTok account and you're just having a blast, do that. I strongly believe because you you mentioned earlier about niche accounts. I strongly believe that if you're trying to be known for one thing and you want your name associated with that thing. So for me, for branding, I want my name to be associated with friendship. You think about friendship, I want you to think of me. But the only way that's going to happen is if I solidify that association on my social media. I cannot talk about much else. And if I do, I better find a way to wrap it back to friendship. And so um, I think that if you keep that in mind and you are specific, I think it actually allows you to have more ideas because now you can take other trends you're seeing and you only have to look at it through one lens all the time. And people start to have this increasingly stronger association of Oh, you're a health coach. If I think health coach, I think of this woman because that's all she talks about. And she's always doing creative things. That would be my number one rule. I know some might not agree. I always say you might be a a multidimensional woman as an individual, but as a brand, you don't get to talk about eight, nine things. I'm sorry. So that's just like my tough love is, is niche down. And the second thing is, and it sounds so like oversimplified, but you really do have to have fun. I was having a lot of fun at the beginning. The videos were getting a lot of views, you know, fortunately, I've had several go viral with 1 million, some 3 million views, just having fun and not overthinking it. And, you know, you know, recently I found out that, well, not, I guess two months ago, I found out I'm pregnant with my second child and I hate to admit this, but I had a moment of like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to show up as much. And I hate saying that, but it was one of my first thoughts. And you know what? I didn't for two weeks. I was very, you know, I was ill. It was hard to show up. And uh, don't you know that when I got back on, I thought about really good content and it went viral 1.7 million views and I hadn't been on in two weeks, but everybody's like, you need to be on every day and you can't give your best if you're on every day. I just, I just, I've, I've tried and I just wasn't happy. It was, it was, it was dreadful. And so um, I think having fun with it, I think making sure your content is good. Um, like if you think it's funny or if you really think like, okay, this is hilarious or um, these tips are really good. And I don't hear other people taking this spin on it. You know, I, I, this is the publicist side of me coming out because I tend to be very direct, but if it's something we've heard a thousand times, but you just want to do it too, I don't believe in posting that. 
If it's something that you kind of have an opinion that's a little different from other people in your industry, now that's interesting. And you surely don't want to be contradictory for the sake of being different. But if you really do have a leaning that's not as popular in your industry, that makes you memorable. Or if you have another thought that makes you memorable. So maybe there's something everybody's talking about, but there's this one thing you're like, oh, we're leaving this out. How come no one's mentioned that? Do a video on that. And so um, I think stay, stay in your lane. You know, I'm never probably, well, I'm lying. I did it once, but you know, I'm not a dancing TikToker. I don't point and dance. That's not my thing. I don't feel comfortable, but guess what? I'm an educator. So all the videos are like, you know, if you find that you're feeling left out here, are three things to consider. One, two, Three, if you're struggling, I got you. Here's your homework. Wash, rinse, and repeat. And it works for me. I'm hearing from those who are in the TikTok space that the algorithm picks up on routine videos. So sometimes when you're switching it up too much, it might be a bad thing, but it works for me. And that's what people expect. Just as you mentioned earlier, you know, the homework. And that comes from being a teacher. I know that things work when you work them. So I don't want you to just like the video. I want you to go do it. And so a lot of people need you to make the connection like, oh, that was good advice, but what do I do? And so I always want to answer the question, what do I do with this? And so wash, rinse, and repeat. And so it's been working for me. So to your listeners who are like, how do I get started? You really have to experiment and we have to stop with the pressure of, but I want it to be great. And I want it to go viral. Well, how will you know? Experiment. Who cares if it gets like 80 views, eight views, experiment and figure out what works. And then you are going to hit your stride and it's just going to be like, it's going to be golden. Danielle, I like how I was like, do you have one tip? And like that could I know. be a podcast <laughs> alone. I feel like that is definitely your style over deliver the value. And like, I'm here for it. I appreciate it so much. Okay. I don't want to take any more of your time. Congratulations on your second. Thank you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where do you want them to go to check out what you're doing? Yeah. So everything now is at betterfemalefriendships.com. It's it's right there in the name. We just launched, um, well, we're launching a program. It's the very first program to teach women step by freaking step how to have better friendships. And it's a six week program. I was noticing that women will like my videos and then they'll request another one and another one. How do I deal with this? How do I deal? And I started to one, get tired, (laughs) but then I thought, man, we keep asking for quick, quick, quick tips. If you want real transformation, we have to totally upend your mindset. And you know this as a coach. I can give you tip, tip, tips all day. At some point, we need to stop trying to patch up the walls. We need to rebuild the house. And this program is for women who are like, I am tired of having like the same dissatisfaction in every friendship. I'm tired of never, excuse me, knowing what to say to strike up. I'm so tired of it. This is for that woman who's, who's over quick tips and she needs like something to totally be different. Um, this program is for her. So that's launching and that's at betterfemalefriendships.com. And we're really excited about putting it out there into the world. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. I will put this in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And if this podcast comes out and the program hasn't gone live, I will definitely share the program. Once it goes live, I am so passionate about this. I think, like I was saying, this work is so important because like you were saying in the studies that you've seen, I really have been, you know, for the past four years, been putting a lot of time and effort and energy on my business. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that, but at the same time, like friendships, they're so fulfilling, you know, they're, they're just as fulfilling as doing work that you love. So I definitely see the value in this work and love that you're doing this. So thank you for sharing it. I appreciate that so much. And, and, you know, I know with friendship coaching, sometimes people 
put a little eyebrow up of like, wait, really? Is that a thing? But I want to encourage any of your listeners. I love that you're talking about niching down so much, even if it feels very limiting, even if people question you and they're like, that is a thing. I'm telling you do it because everybody who needs you, they go and tell their friends. I found somebody who gets us and, and, um, And it goes from there. So I appreciate you having me on and seeing the value in this content. And if there's any other way that I can be a resource, then give me a shout. Danielle's cool, right? I hope that you enjoyed that podcast. Honestly, one thing that I've been noticing lately is the more time and energy I give something, the better it does. And friendship or TikTok, it's no different. So if you're like, oh, I'm having a hard time making friends, like give some of these tips a try and apply them and see how they work. And if you liked this podcast or you learned something new from it, I would love to hear from you. You can come find me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah underscore Hagstrom. Um, You can tag me and Danielle. Danielle is her name, Danielle Bayard Jackson. She's also at Friend Forward. So you could tag that account as well. Um, But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Takeaway, if you enjoyed it, if you apply some of these and make some new friends. I feel like that's like one of like the best parts of probably being a friendship coach is seeing all of these new friendships blossom and build from the coaching that you provide or the support that you provide. So really cool. I hope that this is helpful. We need female friendships in our lives. So I hope that you took away some tips. And if you have female friendships in your life, give them some attention, give them some love. Don't take them for granted. I was watching all-american last night and one of the actors said you know we're lucky enough in life to have three to four really strong friendships so if you have those do whatever you can to keep those and it, it really stood out to me i was like wow that's that's powerful and i thought about my friends and my really strong friendships as i build new friendships but um those ones who have been with me for a long time you know sending them a little extra love All right, friend, until next time, bye for now.